Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development, such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. I am coming to you with a solo episode today on your fitness myth busters. So I did an episode on this and then I had some topics that were submitted that I love so, so much because this whole podcast as I've, as Armando and I have both spoken before is solely for you guys. So I love when the content ideas come from you guys because I know we're speaking to your needs versus us just hoping that we're making the right guesses and speaking to your needs. So Today's topics today, four different fitness facts per se, fact or fiction, I guess, that I'm going to speak on. The first one, if you exercise enough, calories don't matter. Only eating one meal a day is more beneficial. Exercising in a fasted state burns more calories. And the last one, drinking too much water is not good. So, We are just going to jump right into the first one. If you exercise enough, calories don't matter. That is absolutely false. 150%, you cannot outwork a bad diet. And I'm sure you've heard that. And I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, but the gym is an important factor. Absolutely, it's important. The factor is that you are only burning typically a few hundred calories within a workout. Honestly, probably on average, you burn about two to 300 calories in a workout. And when you think versus all of the calories that you're consuming, I mean, three Oreos is 160 calories, which first of all, can we say that's disrespectful, right? Can we just all agree on that? And secondly, when you think of that, that would be probably, if I'm having to guess, like 30 to 50 minutes on an elliptical or on a treadmill at a decent pace, which that's, I mean, if you're trying to burn off a meal, and I'm using quotations, you're going to need to spend a ton of time in the gym. Most of us don't commit to even going to the gym because we don't feel like we have time. So to think that you can out-exercise a you know, the foods that you're consuming is absolutely not accurate. And I will, I'll say this too, and I'm hesitant to say this because this could be like a whole nother topic. So I'm just going to quickly make this mention that a body that consumes more nutrient-dense foods versus a body that's consuming just highly processed foods those bodies are going to look different. Even if you're still eating in a calorie deficit and meeting calories and losing weight, your body composition will look completely different based on the foods that you're consuming. And this is a big one, I think, that is kind of a misconception within macro tracking just because 
macro tracking, the reason I love it is it it allows for flexibility with clients. I want clients to be able to eat the foods they love in moderation, but there's also a balance to that where when we are consuming, you know, if you fill your carbs with candy versus an apple, the car a carb is still a carb, right? But the body of the person choosing the apple over the candy is definitely going to look different. So like I said, that could be a whole nother uh, topic in itself in a future episode. So I will just leave you at that. Number two, only eating one meal a day is beneficial. Okay, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You are on a freeway. You're driving into the city and you're like, oh my gosh, there's no traffic. And then all of a sudden you're at a standstill. What happened? Maybe it's five o'clock. You know, everybody's getting off work. Everything's backed up. Okay. When we're talking about consuming, anybody who is maintaining their weight should be consuming, I'm going to say majority in general. This is a very vanilla statement. In general, even for my females, you should be consuming over 2,000 calories a day, okay? So when you think of just eating one very large meal a day versus spreading this out, one that impacts your blood sugar levels, you're not going to feel great, uh, but also the biggest thing that I think of and that I've personally experienced, but I will also say I have Crohn's disease, So digestion is more of a focus for me. But the thing I think of most here is your digestion. Absolutely. How can we expect to just go from nothing to all of that food? That makes me think of coming up on traffic on a busy freeway and being at a halt, right? It's just not optimal for energy levels, brain clarity, digestion, all of the things. So. While there will be situations, I definitely understand. I have nurses, for example, that are clients that sometimes they don't get time to step away and eat a meal. And so sometimes like they'll have snacks. And what I recommend to them is like have healthier, high calorie snacks that can keep you energized throughout the day that you can eat on the go. And while I don't recommend to people to always eat protein bars and all of that, you know, we'd rather get it from more volume, higher volume foods like chicken breast and you know what I mean, that are just going to provide less of the processed side of things. This is what I tell them is like, have a bag of mixed nuts. That's going to give you some healthy fats. That's going to help keep you full longer fats you know, are more satiating as long um, or as well as like a protein bar or something like that, jerky, stuff like that. So I definitely understand like in those situations, my nurses, we talk about this, we find something they feel comfortable with and then they likely have a larger meal once their shift is over. So while we can't always control it, that's not optimal. You want to be consuming and I mean, even just for the energy balance, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but most people have that 2 or 3 p.m. crash. Well, 
How were your carbs in the first two thirds of your day? Were they nice and even and spread out? And um, is that is eating one meal a day really going to help with that? So there's a lot of there's a lot that we could unpack here, but I feel like that answers the general question if that's the best approach, and it is not. The third one, exercising in a fasted state burns more fat. This one, so there's actually a lot of studies out there on this, and I'm going to kind of compare fasted versus fed cardio. Okay, so on fasted cardio, it's this is typically done in the morning for a lot of my morning gym goers who don't have time to eat a pre-workout meal, right? Fed cardio can be done at any time, uh, is convenient for people who maybe have a later gym session, whether that be a mid-morning, after lunch, after work, in the evening, whatever the case may be, right? Well, when it comes to which is going to burn more fat, there's some science. It doesn't actually prove that so there's several theories, like I said, on why fasted cardio should be burning more fat, but there's not actually really any true proven science for the long term, right? In order for fat loss to take place, you have to be in a calorie def- deficit, okay? Most studies have proven that fasted cardio burns more fat, but only in the short term dur- during cardio. The long term response isn't really studied to be honest. So it's hard to say this is a firm yes, this is a firm no. I will say overall, the answer is no, because there's not long-term studies on this. So when we're looking at, okay, I want to lose fat. Okay, well, you need to be in a cart, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That's the most important thing. Okay, if you're a morning gym goer and you don't have an hour to two hours before you go to the gym to consume a meal, then go and do your cardio fasted. And I'll also say this, and this could be a whole nother topic on an episode, is you should be doing your cardio after your lifting sessions also. Okay. But if you don't have time to consume a full meal before and allow time for that meal to digest before you go to the gym, then absolutely, you can do fasted cardio. Are you going to get more benefits? Are you, is it going to burn more calories? Not, not really, not really. Okay, so I'm not going to say this with like a stamp of this is absolutely yes, this is absolutely no, this is kind of that I'm leaning more towards no, but it's definitely not a yes, just because the studies have not proven that it's an absolute yes. Now, I will say one thought that I do have on this. You could argue that fed cardio could burn more calories because you would have more energy from consuming food to exert in that cardio. So therefore, if you ate a meal and then allowed that to digest and then you went to the gym, you would be able to push a little bit harder possibly, right? Because you had those calories to burn. And so pushing harder, I would say that 
you could maybe potentially push harder and burn more calories in that workout, but that's also a little bit of a gray area. So I know this isn't a firm yes or no for you, but a lot of times things have a little bit of a gray area, right? And this is where I believe that it is more of a gray area. So my answer to this is, should you do fed or fasted cardio? I think you should do whichever fits for your schedule better because you showing up for fasted cardio five days a week, but only being able to show up for fed cardio three days a week, well, then you're going to get better results from fasted cardio five days a week than fed cardio three days a week, right? So it just comes down to if you are looking to burn fat, then eat in a calorie deficit. That is the most crucial. People try to get down to the really nitty gritty when it talk when we talk about fasted versus fed cardio and supplements and things like that. When those that should really be like the least of your concern when you're just looking when you're not a bikini competitor or anything like that and you're just looking to lose fat, eat in a calorie deficit. Don't overcomplicate it. This process sucks enough as it is. So do not get into that that side of things. You have to do what works best for you. Me personally, I lift in the morning. I'm not doing a lot of cardio right now as I'm no longer in a dieting phase. But I would likely end up doing my cardio fasted. Because I do prefer morning workouts. I feel better when I have morning workouts and I don't, my stomach doesn't do well eating a whole bunch. Sometimes I'll have a rice cake or two when I'm headed to the gym and I I tend to do okay with that. But eating much more than that, I start to feel really sick when I work out in the morning and have food in my stomach. So you just have to do what works for you and what you can sustain, right? That's what it's about. Okay. The last one, drinking too much water is not good for you. So everybody, there's like all of this information out there and a general rule is eight glasses of water a day. I think that is a great starting point. And when it comes to drinking too much water, can you drink too much water? Yes, you can. Do I think that's common? Absolutely not. I absolutely do not think this is a problem. I think the problem lies in most people are chronically dehydrated. So I will say that I doubt this is a problem really for many. Um, But what are some of the signs of being overhydrated? One, your urine is like basically clear. Okay. Some other kind of side effects. And it's, it's kind of dicey because of the fact that because of the fact that you can, the symptoms for being dehydrated and over dehydrated overlap a ton. Nausea, vomiting, headaches, uh, things to that nature. Those are some of the symptoms. Some other things are like swelling of the hands and feet and lips, uh, fatigue, tiredness, things, things like that. But like I said, most people are not not overhydrated, okay? So how much is a good amount of water? So we all hear this, drink eight glasses of water a day or drink a gallon of water a day. Is that a great goal? Absolutely. 
honestly, I, I tell a lot of my clients is like, okay, let's try to drink a gallon of water a day. I say a gallon, but To be quite honest with you, if we're drinking about 80 to 100 ounces of water a day, I think that's fabulous. I think that's great. There's a lot of things that go into how much water should you be drinking? It's individualized, just like everything else. Everything is very much so what works for you and your situation. If you're a construction worker who works out in the sun all day, absolutely you should be drinking more than 80 to 100 ounces of water a day, okay? If you're a female who doesn't work out and you sit at a desk all day in AC, it's gonna be different than that construction worker, right? All very individualized. There's a lot of factors that go into how much water you should be consuming. Now, there is a concern, and I've seen this on social media. There was a woman that did a video of like, you're drinking too much water, and this could be hurting you. And I get where she's coming from, but I highly disagree, okay? there most clients who come to me, I will tell you, probably, probably 60 to 70% are chronically dehydrated. They're like, I've had a couple clients come to me and be like, okay, uh, I just have to learn how to kick this Diet Coke addiction and replace it with water. I'm like, oh, how many Diet Cokes are you drinking a day? Probably five or six. And it's like, okay, and how much water? Mm, Only when I feel thirsty, which I usually turn to Diet Coke for, right? Being overhydrated is typically not an issue, okay? But I will say this. So, And this, again, goes back to it's very individualized, right? Because I know there's a lot of bikini competitors and stuff like that. They're drinking two gallons of water a day. So you drinking not even a gallon of water a day, you're not overhydrating, I promise, okay? But what are the concerns of overhydrating? Well, when we overhydrate, the symptoms, like I said, can be like dehydrating, making you not feel good. When you have too much water in your body, your kidneys can't actually remove the excess liquid and your body actually starts to swell. Your cells start to swell. Um, It also, your body can start to flush out the sodium in your bloodstream. And so that can lead to some swelling, the overhydration there. So electrolytes are a great assistant in ensuring that that doesn't happen in your body. The swelling can cause a lot of health problems, obviously, Um, some from more mild to more life-threatening. But like I said, this is really not a concern. The, you know, the biggest thing is it causes the sodium in your body to dilute, which yes, that's concerning. And the swelling also concerning the side effects like the throbbing head and all of that. We do not want that. But that is not a concern for, I would say, probably 80% of the population in overhydrating. I think most of listeners are going to fall into the dehydrated category. So I would really, really recommend trying to hit that like 80 to 100 ounces. And when I say this, I also say, work your way up to that. A lot of times people are like, you know, clients that come in and will start drinking more water. They'll say, oh my gosh, how like does going to the bathroom all the time, does that ever actually go away. I'm like, not really. Your body doesn't really get used to it. But learning to pace your water throughout your day, I think that's really valuable. When 
we talk about hitting 80 ounces a day, can you do, you know, 20 ounces by 10 a.m., another 20 by noon, so 40 ounces by noon, have by two or three, have 60 ounces in, and then by like 6 p.m. have 80 ounces in. I feel like that's absolutely manageable. That's great for your body. Um, Most people, that would be fabulous because most people are probably drinking below 20 ounces a day, right? And so can you overhydrate? Yes, you can. That's a thing. Are you, am I worried about most people falling into that category? No, I'm not. Not at all. I know bikini competitors that are drinking on the upwards of two gallons a day. And yes, they are doing like a more extreme sport, but water consumption levels are very case by case. Most people are going to fall into like the 80 ounces to 100 ounces a day. Is a gallon a great goal? Absolutely. Especially in the summer months, you should be drinking more water. If you're sweating more, you want to be replacing that. Are electrolytes a great addition? Absolutely they are. If you find one you love, great. Um, But again, With most fitness and health advice, everything is so individualized. All you can do is find a happy medium for yourself and feel hydrated, drink water, you know, be consuming water. A big, big factor in figuring out if you're hydrated enough and if you're, you know, if you're sipping on water throughout the day, look at the color of your pee. That is a great indicator. If you're more to the orange scale, you're dehydrated. If you're closer to the clear, okay, just be sipping on water, right? And something that I do is I try to have all of my water drank by about 7 p.m., about two hours before I even start thinking to go to bed because your girl does not want to have to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and disrupt sleep. So just some suggestions for you. Another suggestion in getting in enough water, I have water alarms. I've had these water alarms for years. People have made fun of me for so much, but I'm like, hey, some days I do good. Some days I do really freaking bad and I need those reminders. And so those alarms go off and they don't have sound to them. My phone just vibrates and it allows me to say, oh, need to take a good chug of water. If I can't chug right then, I just snooze it. And then the next time it goes off, if I can drink water, then I turn it off. So another suggestion for you. And that is all we have for you today. I hope this was valuable. Again, thank you for submitting these. If anybody has any other topics or things that they've heard or would like a little bit more education and information on, please feel free to email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com or feel free to DM me on Instagram. As always, we appreciate you coming and listening and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.